I'm just curious. How many times does an insurrection have to happen at a Capitol for it to matter? Why is Marjorie Taylor Greene so upset that she says that she's tired of hearing about the insurrection? Why is it when the perpetrators and the, and the, um, when you are the perpetrator, you always seem to feel like, or the aggressor, that you feel like it's okay for you to feel entitled to not talk about it anymore? Questions. Wow. Amazing. Isn't it? Politicking, welcome. This is Tamara J. Alvaro coming to you from the Motherly Blessings Care Legacy Passion Protection Program in the air where we are daring to be the difference. So, so, so we get to listen to the flow of the politicking and the big fishing. So I was listening to this interview, didn't get too far through it before I started to say, screw it, I'm going to drop something on my podcast. I just wanted to make this moment last so people wouldn't forget how ignorance is not necessarily blissful. Shall we continue? I do not believe in victimizing victims. I don't believe in being making someone a perpetrator when they're not. I don't believe in being an antagonistic person. If anything, I'm more for advocacy. But you see, dealing with advocacy in a a place like this, in a country like this, you have to deal with the real. And when you're dealing with the real, I'm talking about dealing with the for real, not just the real, because sometimes people's reality seems to be um, hedging on a bit of the antics and the antics in real life will get people hurt. So let's get serious. When I talk to you guys about politicking, I'm coming to you from a place that is passionate and only filled with the poise of energetic flow through. I want people to understand that I'm digging the way that people are feeling, but I'm also reeling with my own emotions. I feel that we should have our own devotion to our own education, but we should be eclectic with the way that we choose to collaborate with others. It's okay if you have a different perspective, but it's not okay if you push your perspective on me on a daily basis and you choose to scream or demean or make the laws. And then there is a lost cause because you have to remember in order to make a law, I don't care if you voted in or not, there should still be integrity. There should still be laws of integrity that guarantee that the, that the errors or the inabilities that you, that fester within your skin, never, never taint your ability to demonstrate that you have that obligation or that devotion to your own job. Now, this is not a notion that I'm putting forth. This is merely, okay, the principle, the ideology that we should have integrity with the people that stand for us. I cannot trust someone who speaks in a demeanor that is antagonistic or that is against the core principle of who we stand to be as a democracy. It would make no sense for someone to be so antagonistic. But then again, let's say it to ourselves like this. Sometimes people truly are ugly people. And sometimes the ugly on the inside just shines on the outside. That's all. But ultimately, it comes down to Well, I don't want to say people's beck and call, but let's get serious. Um, Because of their positions in life, I think it has showed um, exactly what they align in. And if you're aligning with anything except for progression 
and to go forward with this current administration and make laws that protect the people and help the people because you are there for the people and not for your opinion, but for the opinions of the people, not for the oppression of the oppositional force that you feel that's coming against you, which is the people, but actually you're there for the people. So um, that being said, the reason why I picked out Marjorie Taylor Greene in, in totality is because she seems to be the baby ringleader. So when I talk about baby ringleaders, I want people to understand that if this is the way that you choose to use, utilize your time and undermining the essence of what people are trying to do, you're not just stressing people. Stress is a silent killer and you are burying people, my lady, by the loads. So please get your mentality and your opinion in check and understand that we don't like the words that are coming out of the side of your neck. Because if you think it's okay for an insurrection to happen at the Capitol, well, let me tell you one thing. I think that someone should bring the real reality of this situation to hand and understand that if this had happened in any other capacity with any other color, that it would have been called something from another mother. This would have been called the massacre of January 6th, not the insurrection. So remember that you were already entitled when it came to the punishment that got dealt out to you guys. I'll be damned if you're going to be entitled to act like it never happened or that you shouldn't be blamed or shamed into what you should be dealing with right now. If you are a part of the problem, then let it be known that we will make you a part or getting rid of you a part of the solution. Thank you so much for listening to our show. And let me let you know that sometimes you have to speak about politics to let yourself grow. Yes, you guys. So without further ado, without getting myself all worked up like some of you, I'd like you guys to know that I do not dislike Miss MTG in any way, shape or form. I wish her the best for all that is in store for her. Unfortunately, um, I can say that a lot of people reap what they sow. And this is because people seem to walk away from where they were, turn around and see how they've grown. But she's not going to be able to do that. So that being said, um, I just had to rattle some of these words off in my head. And I appreciate your time and consideration in this cast. And I hope that you guys can understand this is my opinion. And that my respect surpasses it all. Thank you so much. And have a nice day. And once again, this is Tamara J. Alavaro coming to you from the Motherly Blessings Care Legacy Passion Protection Program in the air. I'm just curious what a real American is. Now, is a real American one of those people that are really like real in their skin? Or is a real American like a real like African-American or what, what is a real American? Because I keep hearing things from the Republican Party or I'll hear people from things from like people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I don't understand what a real American is, but she keeps talking about the borders. I got to give her that the borders. As far as that's concerned, lock them down. What the, what the fudge? Lock them down. Tom, it's COVID-19. Be done with that one. Start purging some people up out of here and do what you got to do. Some people don't belong here. I understand that. Some people belong here. I understand that too. Trying to give people protection. I understand that. Trying to be humanitarian. Understand that too. See, there's a simplicity about some of the things that people say. And then there is, hmm, sarcasm. So let's get down to it. If you really want to talk about 
being a humanitarian or just saying, screw it, you have a catch-22 because sometimes I feel like politics is a good thing because it kind of brings out the good and the bad in people. And the reason why I say that is because I'll look at politics and I'll say, okay, Republicans are really worried about holding on to the dollar. And I'm worried about holding on to my dollar too. I like holding on to my money. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. But sometimes they want to hold on so tight that it make your booty crack pinch. You understand? Like your your pockets are pinched, sweetheart. Like meaning you want to spend your money on, on putting it into people that aren't going to pay taxes, but they're going to, uh, um, they're actually going to have jobs. But however, those jobs might not necessarily go to Americans. Those jobs might actually um, go to people that are coming from different areas and or being subcontracted from different areas or different countries. You never know. So that being said, there was a lot of red tape a lot of roundabouts, a lot of backdoor dealings and all sorts of um, shucking and chucking up in that office about four years ago, five years ago. I can only imagine what Trump and them was doing up in there when they was uh, playing all their games. But I do know one thing, and this is one thing I can attest to. Um, The foster care system took a big, 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 and I mean ginormous, ginormous. They they got, gar, not ginormous, let's go gargantuous. A gargantuous amount of funding from taking away children. So now that they're trying to give children back, which is nice, it's really nice. God bless you guys for giving the children back to their parents, the people that had them. Thank you so much for giving the children back to the people that had them and are responsible and supposed to take care of them. Common sense would tell you that they should be with their parents, but that's just me. Okay. Um, but, um, that being said, and the criteria to remove children, I assure you, um, was very, 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 um, scant. It was very minuscule. Um, you, if you're going to say that, um, your child didn't show up for two days in school and I'm coming to remove your child, that type of thing. Um, you don't have money to pay for, um, uh, a meal, that type of thing. Um, you know, chrono, chronological lateness, um, inability to take someone to a doctor's appointment or to have been late. Um, just, you know, neither here nor there. Um, not liking the decisions that the parent made, therefore questioning their mental acuity. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because it was when the Republicans were in office that all of this transpired. And not only did this transpire, but it transpired to the effect where, well, golly gosh, let me tell you, my cousin. She works for CPS now, and she told me that they're giving the kids back now. They're just trying to keep them back in their families. I said, well, why are you doing that? And she said, because we don't have any more space. Because during COVID-19, you had two years where you just constantly took children. So you guys, yeah, you're getting your, your basis back up. Yeah, you're getting all the kids that you could possibly get, and that's great because you know what? That was your gravy chain. And not only that, but with the the um, with the administration that just previously ended, which was the Trump administration, you had an all-time high usage of pharmaceutical drugs. That is the reason why you have such a high basis of suicides right now with the younger children. They basically used our children as guinea pigs. Instead of implementing a, a plan of alternative methods, look at how many kids are on medications at this point in time. How many of your children right now are on medications or on a plan for them to be tri-traded off of those medications before they become an adult so that they're not on medications for the rest of their lives trying to deal with something that, quite frankly, you're not even sure if they really needed it to begin with? 
You never know if they could grow out of stuff. If you can grow out of any sort of allergy, a peanut allergy, a chocolate allergy, why can't, how do you know you can't grow out of a trauma? How do you know if you do not try? Medications are nice. They're, they're a means to, for a cure, but sometimes that cure can be the actual killer. Sometimes the protagonist is actually the antagonist. And sometimes people just bury. They bury their problems. Meaning those children that talk back. Well, you know what? You're, you're, you're exhibiting um, combative behavior. They need a, a psychotropic drug that slows them down. That gives them that truffle shuffle. That gives them that Thorazine shuffle. That nice slow you down method. That's what you did to a lot of these kids. And then when they aged out, because a lot of them do age out. And when they aged out, what did you leave them with? No sort of resources in order for them to know how to deal with society. You didn't try to treat them off of their meds. You just took them off of their meds. Because you got maximum pay for each child for each ailment that they had. Accumulating hundreds of thousands, billions. and tr- You're talking about trillions of dollars based upon the backs and the mentalities and the imprisonment of the minds of our youth, of our young adults, of our elders. It's not just the kids. They push them drugs on everybody. From the kids to the young adults to the elders, everybody. Do you know how it is to live life without a drug in your system? And I'm talking about honestly. So many people are out here judging everybody else. What makes you better than me? Because you take an antidepressant. If I choose to have a glass of wine. So I'm an alcoholic, but you're just fine. Really? What happens if you miss a dose? What happens when your, your serotonin levels or your other levels in your body, when, when other hormones in your body fluctuate with your medication? What happens when that affects the way that you write your, your, your records on me? What happens if you're a CPS worker and you're on medications and when you have a cycle where you get all upset, it hurts somebody else and you misdiagnose or mislabel or misinform someone and it becomes a child who becomes a prisoner of their body, a prisoner of their spirit, a prisoner of their brain, because you misdiagnosed one too many times, because you caused a child to become a ghost in their own body. You caused an adult to become a ghost in their own body, a mother. You take a mother and you take her away from her children because you ghost her right in front of their faces. You take a father that's strong, that has the will of every man that you could ever see in this life, a man that has the propensity to be a king, and you steal his will away by telling him he has to take that drug or you will take away his life. And if he says no, If he defies the system, he loses. You take away his right to say no. How can you circumvent our our patient's bill of rights to say no to something and then turn around and say that we have rights? 
How can you tell me I have the right to be a human being, but I don't have a right to be a woman in the South? I don't have the right to decide that I don't want to have a baby if I don't want to have a baby. I don't have the right to decide that because it might fucking kill me that I don't want to have a baby or because somebody raped me that I don't want to have a baby. It's not your choice. And for those who act like they're standing up and speaking for God, you're not speaking for God. You're speaking for your own opinion. And let it be known. I have no problem raising my voice. I have no problem taking the tone that I take because I'm going to tell people it takes a lot to break a person like me. I have sympathy for people, but I don't have sympathy for people. I have sympathy for the ignorance. But I don't, because you can learn. I have empathy for the pain, but sometimes I don't, because I have my own. People are not selfish, they're trying to survive. And if you keep treating people like they're going to do anything but try to survive, you're going to end up dead, because you're not going to understand what you're you're surrounding yourself with. You are surrounding yourself with survivors, people that will kill, people that will try and heal, people that will try and make a house, people that will understand what a home is. You are surrounding yourself with the epitome of humanity, but do not error when you choose to judge them. Because I tell you, you never understand a person's true potential until you see their true colors, meaning You don't know what kind of sociopath you're next to. You don't know what kind of psychopath you're next to. You don't know that you might be labeling me to be a psychopath and a sociopath. And I'm the calmest, coolest, collected person you've ever met in your life. But I choose choose a platform of of freedom of, of information, a platform of freedom of expression. I choose to be my own foe. I choose to be my own go. I choose to be my own flow because if I can't be anything, I have to be my own devil's advocate. Because if I can't say to myself, hmm, self, if everything is always good, then why is everybody talking about everything's bad? I have to make my own decisions in life because that's what free will is. And I freely will people to understand that other people understand what free will is. When they commit a crime, that's free will. Unless unless you're saying she made me do it, that's free will, right? So if free will gave you that chance to do what you're doing and you're repetitiously doing it, then you don't deserve multiple chances. I believe they call it one second chance. That's what you get. You get a second chance. And if you're old school and you're dealing with the stuff that I'm dealing with now and you're looking at. And by the way, this is not a form of bitchery, just to let you know. This is not a form of mockery and definitely has always been and fulfilled the form of fuckery in every way, which way that you could possibly even think of. This is systemic racism. This is systemic. Okay. This is systemically the cancer that kills our children. The cancer that kills our young adults. The cancer that kills our, our elders. 
that takes away their mentality, that takes away their ability to advocate for themselves, that takes away their ability to just be who they wanted to be. I scream because I know stories of people who have fought avidly in their lives to stay in their homes and because of their pain. Well, sometimes pain gets the best of us. But understand this. Before you go to judge people, understand that when you're dealing with some people, you never know what they're truly going through. And if you don't really know what they're going through and you don't know, you know, the intricate ins and outs of their lives, okay, on a whole, then you can only go by what they're presenting. And if you're going by what I've been seeing with a lot of the representatives, with a lot of the, the just the linguistics, um, the lavishment of linguistics, um, I'm basically getting a nasty taste in my mouth because I know the difference between a nice nasty and just a straight nasty. And I don't like the nice nasties. If you're going to be nasty, go ahead. Okay? But understand this. You can't really truly do your job, which requires an impartiality, if you're that nasty. And quite frankly, you're not a victim. So if you're tired of hearing things, well, what could I say? You don't listen to a lot of stuff anyway. So um, just do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, apparently you're not listening. Uh-huh. So uh, perhaps somebody will actually be listening this time and they'll actually catch on. There's a reason why I call her MTG. Um, I call her MTG because basically some people don't even deserve the time of uh, the time that it takes to say your actual name. One, two, um, Quite frankly, I don't really have any animosity towards the woman. I really don't care either way. Um, but I do believe that some people like her are truly cancerous within the the system of democracy. I believe that if you have the inability to at least show a sense of professionalism and for all of the Republicans to walk out on uh, Katanji's uh, confirmation, that just shows that you are low class. And I'm sorry, that is just a class, it's just classless. Um, Considering that she is going to be a Supreme Court judge, I would hope that she would remember each and every person that just walked out. And if any of them or any of their family or anything like that ever comes across, well, you know how that works, hot sauce. Now, we won't say it, but you know, you just know. (laughs) You just know, you know, you know. Yeah, you know. Anyway, just um, just to throw that out there, I don't believe I saw Democrats um, walking off the floor when Amy Barrett was um, confirmed. I believe that they had a little bit more class than that, and um, I believe that they stood um, the test of time. So I am proud to be a part of the party that I align with, but I really align with just humanity on a whole. And I would hope that you guys would understand that your antics are starting to take a toll on all the people that are around you. So stop jo- blaming Joe Biden for all these prices. Stop blaming blaming Joe Biden for this and Joe Biden for that. I would like you guys to really come to the table right now and try to understand that this is a time that we have the opportunity to come to a meeting of minds in this land. And since you are increasing the amount of police, I would think that you would be using the policing agencies in order to utilize um, more of a universal type of forum for people who are on these grounds or on or off the grid, so to speak, um, that are not supposed to be here um, just to 
secure us up for national security. But that being said, thank you to all those that are in service. Thank you to all of our representatives. Thank you to all of our congressmen and women. And thank you to all of the people that assist them, um, including everybody on the ground that's running. Don't forget the little people, you guys, because we all never forget the big people. But I want you guys to understand this much, that we've got your backs, we got your front, but we need you guys to understand that sometimes you have to move from side to side to allow a little bit more of uh, wiggle space because sometimes you standing toe-to-toe and going toe-to-toe with a face of adversity at all times, it just makes you look like what you're doing. You guys are not doing your jobs, Okay. You're showing your opinions, and we don't want to see you showing your ass and your opinions. We want to see you doing your jobs, because that's what you've been elected to do, and that is what your oath is for. Thank you so much for listening, and I expect so much more out of you guys in the future. You guys, God bless, and I had to get this stuff off of my chest. This is Tamara J. Olivero coming to you from the Motherly Blessings Care Legacy Passion Projection Program in the air.